because some people might say, yes, I'm Rob Carpenter, you know. You know, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, <really. Nah. laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest is actor-producer Rob Carpenter. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. How you doing, Gruesome? Wonderful. Thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, it's a pleasure. Absolute how's, pleasure. How's the weather in Canada? Crappy. <laughs> been running around. I'm, I'm in Vancouver here. I've been running around all day in the rain, so I'm curled up on the couch right now, kind of in the comfort zone talking to you, so... It's a good day to be inside. Yeah, definitely. you know, it was raining earlier here, but stopped. I'm here in that good old state of Pennsylvania. And, uh, 60 miles from Philadelphia, I'm right dead square in between Pittsburgh and Philly. That's where I like to be. Amish nice. country, Amish country. Do you guys get a lot of snow? Oh, yeah. Yeah, last couple yeah. Of years we have, yeah. Um, it, feels like Montre- it feels like Montreal here last year, so... <laughs> my, that's my hometown. There you go. Um, See, I knew we had something in common. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first movie I got to ask you about. Now I didn't see it. Um, I know. I'm sure a lot of listeners haven't, or else maybe maybe a lot of them did. You know, I have a uh, lots to watch, but it's called uh, Corpse Orama in 2001. Directed by yeah. Directed by one of the um, masters of. Uh, Movie making, uh, Vincent or Vince D'Amato. <sighs> yes, actually, uh, Corpse of Rama. That's uh, the very first time I met everybody at Creepy Six. Um, I've been in Vancouver now for probably 14 years, I guess. It's kind of uh, like I moved out here in '96 from Montreal. Um, so I dabbled a little bit and made um, made some of my own short films uh, as a filmmaker before uh, dabbling in the acting side of things but um, anyways a friend of mine mentioned uh, that he had a friend of a friend that was casting for this anthology horror film project and it sounded like a, a, a shitload of fun so I was like yeah sure I'm just gonna come along I didn't have you know any scheduled meeting with them or anything I just kind of like tagged along um, and went to uh North Vancouver where they lived at the time and uh, jumped in and auditioned and uh, that's the very first time I met Vince and uh, Nikki who actually created and kind of owned Creepy Six Films right right Um, so they uh, ended up giving me a call and uh, because it's an anthology project and they grabbed a lot of people from the actual casting session just to uh, uh, play a lot of different parts in the short kind of film program of the way the film set up, kind of like the Twilight Zone-esque kind of thing, right? Right. Um, so they ended up giving me uh, three different parts and three different of the shorts, and I thought that was, like, yeah, fantastic at the time. Yeah. Now, is that available for download or... I mean, the download. I mean, available for rent or... <laughs> um, they do... They. Uh, I think he... We did actually get it out to some local video stores and um, I think he sent it around down to the States. I'm not sure. It's not something that you can really get your hands on easily. Right. But uh, it, it's around there somewhere. Okay. It's funny because he, he considers this, uh, I mean, that's, I consider it the first film because it's like, uh, it's when I met them and stuff, but uh, I, mean, when you, I don't know if you're going to be talking to Vince if he got in touch with you or not, but when you do, you can ask him about this. Okay. Um, about it being, uh, at this point, he's like, that was our practice film. <laughs> 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 
And I'm like, oh, come on, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, bounce up uh, uh, to, to have an experience of the belt, I guess. For him as a writer and a director, right. um, and just kind of kickstarting uh, his uh, independent film career kind of thing. And as well, my uh, professional relationship with them, so I hold it hold it quite uh, close to my heart, I do myself. Um, during that period of time, I um, actually had two of my short films that were playing in Vancouver at uh, Festival of Independence, I do believe it was called. It's like local short films and filming like, together at the theater. And uh, I got a couple of mine in. So I invited them to come along right. and uh, in the theater and uh, watch it with me and, you know, talk about it afterwards and stuff. So that was pretty much... Uh, what kick-started us uh, working together production-wise, because when they saw some of the films that I did and uh, wanted to kind of talk about the next project, because uh, we wanted to do something a little bigger and kind of put our heads together and, and, and pull through with it. So, And that would be Carmilla, or the lesbian vampire, Vampires vs. Zombies, I guess is what the distribution company ended up <laughs> calling it for marketing purposes at the time. Right. Um, so, uh, that's, yeah, we started um, uh, working on that, on the script, and um, he ended up meeting uh, Brink Stevens at the Victoria Comic Con in 2001, which came up for um, for that weekend, and uh, talked to her about it. Anyway, she ended up uh, jumping on board, which was great, and she's a great lady. Um, she's got, like, three decades of film experience it's um, she's a sweetheart amazing sweetheart um, so it was great working with her on that so I had a few different hats I wore on Carmilla with uh, uh, production uh, producing it as well as taking on a role yep as the um, the uh, gas station uh, attendant uh, yes sir <laughs> <laughs> I have that movie Empire, by the way y'all you do <laughs> yeah I have which one do you have I haven't seen it yet, but I have it. Um, which which one do you have? The latest one is yeah. it the uncut. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a, good. Yeah, it's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. I, it's actually titled what you said it was: "Vampires vs. Zombies." It has two names, but uh, I haven't. I've yet to watch it, which I'm going to watch it probably tonight. Because now that I have you on here, I f- totally forgot all about it that you were in that one. I mean, I forgot <laughs> that it had two different names, but not to backpedal here. I forgot to mention one movie that we skipped. It was my fault. Um, oh, touched, spirit? touched. Sorry, touched, torched, torched. Excuse me, torched. Uh, the With Ryan. I, yeah, the reason why I mentioned is because of Ryan Nicholson. Um, I haven't yet to talk to this gentleman, but he's also a fine director himself because he's also responsible for Gutter Balls up there in mm-hmm. Canada. Um, yes. Now, what, what what can you talk to us about this about this one? Oh yeah, I can got a lot to talk about that one. <laughs> uh, that was <laughs> uh, Ryan. First off, let me say Ryan Nicholson is an uh, an awesome guy. I consider him part of the Creepy Six family for sure. He's been pretty much there from the beginning. He helped us out with Carmilla. Uh, we did a reshoot at the end uh, for um, the uh, the film because uh, we shot it all on sixteen millimeter too. I didn't mention that, so that was kind of like this turn of like going from film to HD so we're just on the cusp of changing over right. kind of like from film and stuff anyway so we met Ryan on the uh, uh, the reshoot day um, 
and ever since then, um, he's been jumping in, helping us with the special ed. He's just fantastic. He's so good at what he does. Uh, obviously, if you've seen Gutter Balls, you know that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and uh, so uh, proud and you know happy to be a part of uh, his first film, which was Torched, um, which ended up from our second film, Human Nature. Uh, I shot uh, and wrote and directed my first uh, piece with Creepy Six called Anna Lynn. Um, the reason why I bring that up is because it was at that period we are just going to shoot this and put it on the DVD for Human Nature as a special feature. Okay. Um, but then as time kind of rolled on, we're like, well, I kind of want to do something different with it, you know? It's like like we did with Close Around, we want to do another like anthology project, but it'll be an opportunity for us to really jump into different seats. We can all write and direct our own with a running theme line of, you know, female vengeance um, and, uh, you know, write a, a through story to connect them all together and stuff. So right. basically after that, Ryan's uh, uh, Torched was the second one that we uh, jumped on and helped him with, like he wrote, directed it, and um, we jumped on and crewed it <coughs> for him. Right. Um, it was... Uh, Great, crazy experience. Because, <laughs> uh, as far as I'm, I mean, because that's basically the beginning of Hell Have No Fury, uh, which torches the part. It's the the last story in Hell Have No Fury. Okay. Um, that was that project, right? So, um, and it kind of it stands on its own. And hats off to Ryan because it was the strongest piece out of the whole project. Because the story is awesome, and he just balls out with. You know uh, the story and and the, the gore <laughs> right, <laughs> compared to you know the rest of us. Which I mean, for mine, it's pretty um, it's pretty tame compared to some of the others for sure. But it was the beginning part, so it's kind of like creeping into uh, to the gore kind of thing, leaving the best for last kind of thing, right? So yeah, um, yeah, and then uh, Brian's just uh, man, he's gone forward full gear since then just I don't know how many films he's done now but probably like five or six yeah. I guess and, uh, and still going in case the listeners don't realize it the writer is Vince D'Amato so I want to m- mention that as well in case uh, yeah. there's fans out there now you know what there's no one I missed I'm gonna, it's, I love let me tell you a quick story I've never seen a short movie in my life and I've got like, <sighs> like five of them sent to me in the past uh past couple weeks and I really dig them um, but Heads Are Going to Roll 2004 uh, directed by Vince yeah. D'Amato um, talk to me about it yes um, love that short Love I love short films all together but that short film was such a fun experience we almost didn't shoot it because we did it on 16 mil and we had you know scraping it together to keep you know to get Carmilla done and uh, we there and <laughs> For some reason, we always kind of like let's do a short film for a feature for the DVD or the uh, uh, the project when it's done when it gets out there. So that was kind of the same idea where it's like, okay, well, let's do it, but we're running out of money. Can we spare the film? Blah 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 blah. And he wrote this thing. We all loved the short script when we read it. Right. Uh, so we all kind of gathered, had a meeting halfway through production for Carmilla and grabbed it again. It's like, are we going to do this? We should do this because I really want to do this. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get to play Lewis, uh, the customer, and I get to work one-on-one with Brink, and that's what I want to do, like, on you know, in front of the camera. So, um, 
we all came to an agreement that we were going to do it. Um, we did uh, the first day on the weekend, which was half of the film that was short, uh, a shot um, during production, and then about five months later, we shot the other day, which I don't know if you've seen it and if you can tell that there's like that much time between kind of like the first part to the last part. But um, yeah, that was uh, a lot of fun to do. I mean, we were. It's funny wearing or being the producer and then jumping in as the actor where it's like I'm thinking about all these things where it's like okay we've got to try to make use of all the film stock that we have so let's try to be you know um, not too generous with the takes and we'll try to get it right on the first time so Brink and I actually we didn't actually rehearse with each other we kind of were doing the other film and then kind of the weekend and she did her things professionals who prepped and ready to go right and so was I. So I was a little nervous uh, working with her because she's got all this experience and stuff. But at the same time, I think it worked well with the scene. And that first 10 minutes of the film is one take that they ran from beginning to the end of the scene. <laughs> we did it in one take, no mistakes, without rehearsing with each other. And wow. I think it turned out fantastic. Um, and then, um, yeah, ended up cruising through the day it was awesome it was freaking yeah. fantastic you know is that short stove uh floating around the area in the in the, in the still floating around yeah it if you've got the dvd it's a feature on the uh carmilla uh, dvd so oh, you'll be able to oh yeah okay good to watch good. That. good good now the next um one. i wish i'm sorry to cut you off but i i want to send you our uncut version i almost want you to see that one instead of the vampires versus zombies <laughs> okay that sounds good to me that one's like an r-rated it's an r-rated version so they cut out you know a lot of the fun stuff uh for vampires versus zombies so um when we jumped on with unearthed films for um distribution for the uncut version which is the one that's presently out there now oh. Um, it's just much better. <laughs> Good. I can't wait. No, you got you got me anxious now. Yeah. Thank you very much. Now you, you mentioned this movie already, but uh, I'm gonna go right in a row. Um, Hell has no fury in 2006. Um, now yeah. is this is this the first one? Now you written the one segment, correct? Yeah, segment. Okay. Of it. Yeah. Okay. And then Vincent did one. Yeah. All right. Now. Uh, okay. No, I was just gonna say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hell half that. I mean, we basically that project ended up ended up taking about two and a half years to do, just because of the way that we decided to do it um, with each person in the company or the group, uh, just writing and directing their own piece, and then us getting on into the positions of crewing it um, and just jumping around, um, uh, finding locations, and letting each individual kind of executive produce their own piece kind of thing, right? So, I mean, it took a span of about two and a half years to get everything shot <clears throat> and then put it all together, um, which was, okay, the thing about Hell Half No Fear is my, one of my favorite projects with the company just because it was really something different for us to do and we all jumped in and, and, and uh, Vince loves it as well, too, because he's always writing and directing, so it was fun for him to kind of jump behind the scene and see how everybody else was working in, dif in, in those positions. Right. Um, so he really enjoyed the experience as well. Now, 
we have always had a horseshoe up our asses when it comes to distribution with our films. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Because um, we've always managed to, as soon as we're done, like with Carmilla, it was like, what, two weeks later we signed with the asylum. Um, same with uh, Human Nature. We shot that within like, wrote, shot, he wrote it, we shot it um, within eight months. And then it was out there pretty much on the shelves. Um, now, Hell Half No Fury, we took our time, but we pretty much signed a distribution deal as soon as we were done as well. But we ended up uh, getting into the Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, mm-hmm. which was uh, a fun experience. We've always skipped over the film festival route. Even though Carmilla did play in a festival in New York, um, we had already had distribution, I think, at the time. So, um, and then we found out about it later, so the information came, oh yeah, you played in New York, and we're like, well, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> Would have been nice to go and kind of be there, but anyway. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, uh, that was a great experience, so Vince and I actually grabbed the plane ticket, definitely wanted to be a part of the festival, it's a great festival, um, and sit in the audience is just kind of like watching all of these I mean, we've seen the film a million times, so I wasn't really there to, to watch a film. I don't think any filmmaker does. It's more like they're bracking yeah. to have a whole bunch of strangers watching your film and looking at their expressions and faces and whatever else. So it was a great experience. Uh, the crowd enjoyed it, and um, that uh, kind of kicked off because we took a bit of a break until we got on. We'll get on. I'll jump into the hard cut when we get to that. Yeah. But um, the whole festival thing um, uh, versus the distribution thing right away, um, which is kind of like what kickstarted the kind of the the creation, the uh, energy kind of towards that, uh, I guess, area, more film festival kind of focusing on that for this latest one that we've um, produced and almost are done with. Well, I'm going to hop off the horror circuit for one quick brief second here. i got to ask you this. The short, it's called The Porcelain Man in 2007, the comedy. What the hell is that about? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny. Um, Mark Ratzlaff uh, is an amazing creative writer, and (laughs) It's about this guy. I don't know. Is it online? Did you see it? No, I no, I didn't. No, you have I went to though. <laughs> oh, okay, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's this great little. It's a ten minute piece about this uh, kind of a loner. He's in his house and he's you know create. Uh, it's kind of like set almost like in the sixties. It's got a very distinct look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I play this character who's. Uh, Having his meal, he's very cooking him his own steak. He's you know bachelor, um, and uh, he finds like this finger in his milk. Oh yay! Jug of milk pours out into his glass. He's totally repulsed by that. So uh, the whole thing is about him trying to get in touch with the, the milk company <laughs> to, uh, to 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 try to get some money back for finding like a severed <laughs> finger in his milk. And but uh, yeah, the ending like got a little bit of a twist of the ending. I won't. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know if I should say anything about it, but it's uh, it's uh, pretty intelligent to the ending of it. Mark's a Mark's a great guy. He's been right. doing quite well. He continues to do this short. Now, now <laughs> I want I wonder if that's on Vimeo at all. Would you think it might be? Uh, it 
could be. I can send you a link. I'll can get in touch with Mark to see if he's got it online somewhere. Okay, cool. Um, I know it did uh, did a lot of festivals up here in Canada. I think it did a few down in the States as well, too. So I'm not quite sure um, if he decided to put it up online or not. Okay. Well, um, I don't... The next one... Um, now, i seen the first one. I didn't see the second one yet. And I know you had a brief role. You played a trucker. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy, yeah. Joyride 2, Dead Ahead in 2008. Now... Are you are you able to um, um, say any stories about it, or was it too brief that you're in and out that quick? No, I got some stories for you. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was two days on set. So basically, my parts. Uh, if you're watching the movie, uh, as soon as they enter, it's before all of the chaos happens, or before okay. the trucker kind of meets up with them. So it's kind of the the moment, right? So the key moment in the film. Okay. Um, but I can tell you going up to uh, Joyride was I enjoyed the film the mm-hmm. first one with uh, Paul Walker and uh, mm-hmm. Steve Zahn um, so and of course my agent and manager at the time I went out for the audition and I actually auditioned for another trucker who's um, doing uh, videotaping the girl stripping down <laughs> so it was like, kind of like a, a crazy uh, hit which I love playing Right. Um, but uh, I didn't get that part, but they they wanted me for for something else, which was this. So um, I went up for uh, it's about two and a half hours in the interior. There's this area called Cash Creek, and it's very desert land, believe it or not, in BC. Wow. So uh, they filmed the bulk of it up there. Um, the story I guess I have attached to that is like we were up there, and we got the weather was insane. We got like sun in the daytime. By afternoon, we got harsh wind storms that just blew, like, the crew's stuff, like, everywhere. So we had to, like, stop filming just to collect some of that stuff. And then wow. the rain poured, and we got snow that night. <laughs> Jesus. I uh, know. It was insane, just weather-wise. But, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, like, doing the scene with, uh, I guess, the, the young cast uh, at the time, I guess they're all... Kind of young up and comers, uh, right? Aycock, Aycock. There we go. Yeah, there we go. And there, there there's also others. I noticed that there's some drunk truckers too. Drunk. Yes, truckers. yeah, you got all kinds <laughs> of truckers in this one. Drunk trucker, <laughs> porno trucker. <laughs> all right, now let's move on. <laughs> now. <laughs> There's a big TV series. It's a remake TV series, and you played an episode yeah. in the series. And mm-hmm. there is a lot of V fans out there. Um, you were in an episode of V. And yeah. And my question to you is, what was the experience for you to be in this one episode of the V? Yeah. Well, you know, it's always for me going out and booking these. Uh, uh, gigs like on television shows and stuff. It's always uh, a good time. It's like you go on for a day or two, uh, you know, just go and have a good time, get to meet the the cast and crew and kind of do your thing and stuff. I, it was pretty simple. It was like the kickoff. It was their first season, so that was not too long ago I was on it. Right. Just at the beginning of the year. Um, which is fantastic for the V fans because they got picked up for another season and stuff, so they got some good viewers. Um, 
to, to keep it going, which is awesome. Yep. Um, so, I mean, on, when I did the audition, it was, wasn't anything big. And I had a few lines, and I was supposed to be running through an, um, an alley just as they kind of continue on to uh, one of the main V characters who got, she got her ass kicked and then dumped in an alley somewhere. Nice. So, but then it ended up being more than what it was. I mean, it was just, you know, a nice kind of full day and a kickstart, kickstarted the episode and I'm playing, ended up being this homeless guy, which I didn't know in the audition room. So, <laughs> <laughs> homeless guy kind of like going through collecting garbage and, uh, almost running over with my, 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 my basket and then I discover and try and go get some help and stuff. So, yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. We were shot downtown Vancouver here and, they they shoot kind of all surrounding area suburbs to downtown uh, Vancouver. It's, it's a great show. I've seen an episode. It's a lot of fun. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, as you know, um, I interviewed a, another cast member of The Hard Cut. Um, yeah. Um, Jackass Dan Ellis. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean Dan Ellis. <laughs> Sorry. Dan, if you're listening, buddy, I love you, okay? It's okay. Anyway. Yeah, we all love you, Dan. <laughs> no, Dan's a good guy. I had to say that. He's a great guy. Um, no, he briefly talked about this, and honestly, I don't quite remember what he said because I've done you know, a lot of interviews since then, so it's n- nothing, yeah, no doubt. nothing personal. But um, um, then again, he's probably full of shit anyways. Dan, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. No, but Dan's a good dude. Um, the hard cut now. Obviously, it's not released yet. I guess they're in a process of, or, or is it now finished? No, uh, we're almost done. Uh, we had a cast and crew screening last week just to uh, show the cast and crew a little something. We've got another couple months of uh, fine tuning or cosmetic editing, I guess is what you're calling it, just to to tune it up. Um, and to have it ready by January. Now, this is the last, our last effort, um, is, uh, the hard cut with Creepy Six Films. Uh, it's a thriller. It's just something different for us, right. doing horror films and stuff. But it does have a taste of the horror in it because, um, I'm playing a detective, uh, Roddy Tillinghast in it, uh, who gets thrown this job. He's kind of bored. He wants to retire. He gets thrown this job to find this hard cut that's missing in this uh, 70's uh, uh, horror flick called uh, Catholic Schoolgirl Cheerleaders for Satan um, so there's uh, we're kind of having a little fun kind of ribbing our own selves in kind of the industry with right. this flick a little bit um, we actually uh, during that process uh, shot that film uh the Catholic cheerleaders for Satan. Uh, just to uh, probably, we'll probably go on the uh, internet as a web series, just for cross <laughs> cross referencing. If anybody's um, searching around after they see the film or before the film to uh, go see the schlocky film that uh, we're all talking about in the hard cut right. kind of thing. So, uh, speaking of Dan, he was fantastic. He actually plays two different roles in it uh, one Jonas who's a film distributor small town uh, film distributor and the other one's like um, <clears throat> Shotgun Angel which mm. is the part he loved a lot oh, yeah I mean, I mean <laughs> he really went 
He's carrying a gun. I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's that... Hogwash. He's that killer... Well, <laughs> he's that killer in, in gutter balls. You know, I guess he's used to that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Killer Definitely. Dan. <laughs> killer Dan. <laughs> Great guy. Major talent, I think, in... Uh, developing characters and he's done such a great job with everything he's done with Ryan yep. and uh, beyond. So I'll be getting a phone call. Him. I'll be getting a phone call. <laughs> After no, years. you will. You will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hang up on his ass. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't talk right now. I'm busy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I ain't to move for your shit, Dan. Goodbye. No. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm just playing. Uh, okay. <laughs> The next short, uh, the next short that I want to talk about is in 2010. It's also a mystery thriller. Um, it's called The System, uh, directed by yes. Trenton Lepp. Yes, Mr. Lepp, my good friend, Mr. Lepp. Um, it's uh, we shot that. He's almost done with it, I do believe. Um, I uh, first met Trenton. Um, he did a web series last year called Condition Human. Uh, it's more of a sci-fi uh, web series. I thought um, he did such a fantastic job, like visually, he's like CG artist, and I was just floored when I saw the end product. Like I couldn't believe that this was a no-budget <laughs> web series. Right. And you look at it. If you go online, you can find it on YouTube. Um, there's a trailer there. You can't watch the whole thing. The trailer pretty much <clears throat> gives you a sense of what the yeah. rest of it looks like. So. Um, so yeah, and, uh, he wanted to do this, uh, project, sent me the script, and love the character, play an oddball who's having these crazy, uh, premonition dreams, and he's trying to get ahead of these, uh, gruesome murders before they happen, but he ends up, you know, being the cause of them sometimes, <laughs> so, okay. uh, it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting piece, um, he wants to... Uh, continue with uh, another piece after that sometime in 2011 so um, I guess I'll be hearing from pretty shortly on that one excellent yeah like I said like I said before you know um, short I'm really getting into them short films I mean basically uh, well you gotta have that story arc right that you would in a feature film but you gotta do it in like 10 minutes exactly that massive challenge (laughs) yeah Exactly. For sure. Last but not least, I know it's... I'm assuming that it's not made yet. I'm assuming. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dominant Gene. Um, Dominant Gene. Yep. Sci-fi film in 2011. As a matter of fact, yes. it's supposed to be, what, July 1st in Canada? Yes. Yeah, it's, um, I met these guys, I actually found them online, they were casting, um, which I still do, um, I still, uh, peruse around the internet to see what's happening in the city, because there's so much, there's such an independent scene in Vancouver, which I love, which is probably why I'm still here after 14 years, because, yep. uh, you have all these people who have, uh, they're so excited about their projects and they've got the means and they've got the experience because of all the larger stuff that actually comes into Vancouver and their experience that they, they bring it home to uh, create their own projects and this is kind of like one of those projects. It's a feature length. Um, sci-fi is going to be a lot of special effects because one of the guys is a special effects uh, dude as well. And I got to play uh, 
UN Inspector Krulls. Um, he's um, kind of a bad dude. I got to actually, for the first time, work with a child actor in my career, which was actually a good experience. I wasn't right. sure <laughs> right. how that was going to go. Right. Um, but it was it was great. The kid was uh, he was uh, really professional. Something about uh, uh, children who act are so natural, you know. It's yeah, like you can learn a lot from them actually, and I've heard that before. But actually working with it's like I understand. It's like what they mean. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a little bit. Uh, it's kind of the kickstart of the film where uh, these children who are blessed with uh, almost like ESP and um, mental uh, capacities of you know like moving things and beyond and how uh, my character segregates them um, just because he thinks they're dangerous <clears throat> and then uh, as they grow up uh, they become part of this uh, um, kind of this troop that goes around well there's two groups there's one group that goes around saving uh, saving people from natural disasters and there's the other group who's uh, Rebellion against the oppression, kind of thing. So, right. yeah, it should be. I'm really excited and interested to uh, see this when it comes out. The cast and crew. It's got a lot of promise. I think it's quite uh, exciting. Excellent. Definitely. I, mm-hmm. did, you know, I'm just glad to have you on here because there's a lot of you have a lot of interesting uh, stuff. I'm sure the listeners would really dig if they haven't seen it already. But uh, yeah. But I am glad that you contacted me because, uh, you know, I don't want Dan to be the only Canadian on here. You know, I have to have... Well, actually, he's not a Canadian. He's actually he's a not. Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals fan. That's what he, he is. is. You know? <laughs> I'm a steal- we opened our arms to him, Canadians. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why you did that, but uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, well... He he sent me an email on Facebook and he says, uh, "Well, I feel pretty bad for you, but your Steelers are going to lose to the Bengals. I'm sorry to say that." <laughs> well, dude, where have you been? The Steelers beat them. And he's vanished. He's gone. He's disappeared. Dan, are you still alive, there, buddy? <laughs> I can't wait to get an email from him from after this, <laughs> or a phone call. Oh yeah, things that um, actually coming up uh, for the viewers if they want to check it out, uh, would love it. Um, did this? Uh, everything was about a couple of years ago. It was web series after web series, and things are like really taking off. Uh, I did a few of them, um, but there's one in particular called the Vitala. Uh, and you can watch it at uh, thevitala.com. It's the first season. Um, Damon Vignali, who wrote and directed uh, this uh, web series, miniseries, um, it's uh, basically, I guess, let me back up here. The Vitala is uh, kind of a, a mythology of uh, this vampire-like creature who inhabits the dead when uh, their lives are cut short um, oh, wow. unjustly. So, yeah, and it exacts revenge kind of thing, right? So, um, we are going in. We just actually won a Leo this year for it's the first time they opened up the category. It's Leos are a BC um, award ceremony for film and stuff that's uh, shot in Vancouver or British Columbia. Right. So, uh, it's the first time they opened up a category for a web series, and we ended up taking home the trophy, which was awesome. And uh, just about a week and a half ago, we won a Gemini Award, 
which is kind of like the, I guess, Canadian Oscars. Okay. Um, which is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, nice he's really done quite well with it he's an awesome guy very creative awesome guy um so we're going into january we're going to shoot um continue the story so uh, probably got another couple seasons to to go so yeah just anybody listening who wants to go check it out go check it out um love to get your feedback on it and stuff as well too so oh, that's cool i can't believe i missed that oh boy yeah that's all right there's a lot up on that imdb page like i said before talking to you it's kind of all over the place so it's Dan's fault Dan's fault all yeah. Dan's fault yeah he got me sidetracked like jabbing him and I missed it <laughs> <laughs> well anyways thank you can also hey no problem sorry one last thing you can yep. also go to creepy6films.com and check out all the stuff that we've done including the hard cut trailer uh, just to give you an idea of uh, what to look for and what kind of film it is as well as all of our past trailers like Carmilla, Human Nature, and Hell Have No Fury is all up on the website as well, too. So. And if you want to... Thank you so much. And if you want to <laughs> go on Facebook, you can add Rob Carpenter on Facebook, and if you're really desperate, you can add Dan Ellis on Facebook as well, or you can go on my friends list, exactly. and, and they're right there. So, again, Rob, <laughs> thank you for coming on. It's awesome. And uh, Thank you so much. This was a joy. It was, uh, it was a blast, man. I hope, I hope you enjoyed it, but uh, um, I will chat with you off the air so I give you my address and so forth. You got it. All right, Rob. Take care.